Thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Hello again, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Today we're going to hear from a lady who's been struck by lightning four times, and she's had four near-death experiences. Her name, Sharon Milliman. But before we get started, I'd like to introduce a good friend of mine, Fred Connor. Fred, welcome to the program today. Well, thank you very much, Brad. It's a pleasure to join you for the first uh, uh, inaugural broadcast uh, for me. Uh, on a topic that's of certainly wide interest to many people, it's uh, NDEs, near-death experiences, and it's uh, quite fascinating uh, to to uh, hear the story that uh, I think all your listeners are going to hear uh, shortly about this woman woman's journey uh, from the, from the present life as we know it to uh, the beyond, and uh, and what she uh, what she. Uh, tells in her account of her experience there. I mean, from my own experience, uh, I'll tell you that I uh, don't have any expertise in this area, but I have a strong and abiding faith and uh, in the hereafter, and I'm uh, always interested to, uh, uh, to listen in awe of people's uh, experiences of this nature. I myself uh, have, uh, have sort of an amorphous uh, imagining of what the hereafter must look like from from uh, my early youth to uh, through college to the present time, based on on um, uh, art studies to uh, you know Christian doctrine, uh, catechism to uh, uh, you know what we hear preached in the sermons and, and uh, church, and and uh, here's one person's account of of, uh, of her her experience in in the realm of uh, uh, traversing the. Uh, the present uh, existence to the hereafter, and it's fascinating to listen to. And I reserve judgment, and I, uh, uh, but uh, I listen with awe, and invite all of my listeners and our listeners to do the same. I think that's probably pretty good advice, Fred. And I find it fascinating that she had four near-death experiences, and today we're going to be highlighting her second near-death experience, was actually her fourth lightning strike that she lived through. Uh, I think that's fascinating in itself, and the fact that she wrote three books on the subject. So, without further ado, let's turn it over to Sharon Middleman and her second near-death experience. Uh, my name is Sharon Milliman. Um, I live in West Virginia. Okay, so my my second NDE happened in 2005 in the summer, and I was sitting on the back steps of my house talking on a cordless phone and it began to rain and I heard uh, thunder and then I heard a loud crack and a lightning bolt came out of the sky and hit my right arm and when it did that I felt this burning searing agonizing pain and the lightning went through my body 
and then traveled underneath the house and it left uh, and it blew the transformer uh, uh, that was right in front of the house. But um, once it hit me and went through my body, it left black tar marks on the concrete steps. And I had felt that pain, that burning, searing pain. And that only lasted for like a minute. And then I just peeled up out of my body. My spirit just came right up out of my body. And I didn't even know I was dead at that point. And I um, went into my house and I start looking around and I noticed that everything has this burnt gold look to it. And I looked at my curtains that were in my kitchen and they weren't mine. And then I went into my dining room and the furniture wasn't my furniture. It was my house, but nothing in it was mine. And I was getting very confused about what um, what was going on. And like I said, I didn't know I was dead, so I, I couldn't figure out what, you know, where where people were in the house. Why was this furniture not mine? And then I heard this old time radio and it was playing. Uh, it sounded like something from back in the 20s or 30s. Um, and I couldn't find it. I was looking everywhere for this radio and I thought, well, we, there's no power. Uh, I, I knew something had happened, but I didn't know I was dead. And I, I, I just couldn't find any this, whatever was making that, that radio sound. And then just about the time I started to panic, um, there was this huge loving formless presence that appeared and I mean he was huge and he just filled me full of this peace and this love that I've never felt in my entire life and I wasn't afraid anymore and it was like he just picked me up in his big arms you know and we started moving sideways um I didn't go up and I didn't go down, but I went sideways, but this presence and I went sideways and we were moving very, very quickly um, through these, what looked like beautiful pink and gold clouds. And when we got to the end of the clouds, there was this, it was the most beautiful garden um, and the the sky was blue and the air was real sweet and the colors were very vibrant. It, it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I could hear birds singing and um, the flowers were colors. I don't even have words to tell you what colors they were, but like the pinks were pinker, the reds were redder. Um, yellows were brighter yellow you know much more so than what you see here and I still didn't know at that point that I <laughs> that I was dead so I, I I really didn't know what was going on I was kind of just going with the flow and um two men um came forward as we moved a little bit further into the garden two men came forward and greeted me 
And at first I thought they were angels, but then it hit me because they were wearing this um, uh, real expensive, finely woven linen clothing and they were glowing. And I thought that they were angels. And then it hit me like, like um, instant divine knowledge. I was like, oh my God, no, those, those were my two brothers who had died when they were babies. And I was only a baby when they died. So I didn't, had never met them, but, but it was like instant knowledge that these were my brothers. And when they smiled, they looked exactly like my dad when my dad was a young man. And they were so beautiful. And there was this, this just amazing, beautiful family reunion. You know, it just, it was so wonderful. And I kept telling them, dad would be so proud of you, you know, because they were so beautiful. And they appeared to be about the age between late 20s and early 30s so actually they were the ones that had to tell me I died and when they told me I died I was like okay I can do this this is okay you know because it was I wasn't afraid it was so I felt so much love and so accepted and that was one of the big things that I I, I couldn't get over um, and when they told me that I had died, I looked down the front of me and I could see my hair like coming down the front and I could see my body and I was a better version of me. And I could see my clothes and my feet. I could feel the grass so I could still, I had all of my senses. I still, but everything was very heightened, you know, extremely heightened, I could see like all the way around without turning my head and I could see far distances great detail but I looked down the front of me and, and and I could feel the grass on my feet and and this was sweet smell of like freshly cut grass so well once they told me I was like okay I can handle this this is all right and then so we moved a little bit further into the garden and there was a bunch of other people that started to gather around me and they were like from all different time periods. The women were in these beautiful dresses and some of the men were in fancy suits and then there was other people that were dressed, you know, like we dress today. Um, so I just knew that they were from different time periods and I knew I knew them, but I didn't know where I knew them from. And they all gathered around and n not one of them was over. Like they were between late twenties, early thirties. So not one of, I didn't see any old people. I didn't see any sick people. I didn't see any people hurting or crying or anything like that. Everybody was young and glowy, uh, you know, just so beautiful and it, it was incredible. Um, and they just gathered around me and just loving me. And then it was time for my life review. And that's when the big, huge, loving presence went from um, beside me to behind me. And my brothers went, got on either side of me. And um, then all these other people, they gathered around. 
and it was time for my life review. And what I saw was like a, an old fashioned screen. Um, and I'm watching like a black and white movie and going really fast, like on an old fashioned movie reel. So it's, it's going really fast. And it was my whole life. I saw myself as a little kid and it was just from the moment I was born all the way up until that moment that I died in my backyard. And it, it was like over in a blink of an eye, just like a snap of a finger and it was done. And I thought, wow, my life must be really boring because <laughs> it's over so quick. I asked my brothers, you know, like, okay, something's missing. What's missing? The, something's off here. What? What is it? And they just kind of grinned. They didn't, they weren't going to tell me anything. And I was like, really? <laughs> You're going to do this now? Um, but they never really answered. Um, but what I got out of it was that this huge loving presence was God. And God at that time did not take on a form. He was just a spirit. And he was huge. And all he did was love me so completely. And all of those people that were around me loved me so completely and accepted me totally. And there was no judgment at all. And I didn't know that I was supposed to be judging myself. And so they didn't judge me and I didn't judge me and there was no judgment. And so that's why it was over so quick. And then I heard a male voice say, what you put out into the universe will come back to you. And I had never heard words like that. So I didn't know what that really meant. But then as we kept walking, it was like, I felt like I was hooked up to a giant ivy bottle of knowledge. There was this like divine wisdom and I was being infused with all this knowledge. And, and part of that was being shown what those words meant. And what I was taught was that, you know, or what I was shown was this, like, I call it the boomerang effect. Like you throw a boomerang and it gets faster and faster and it comes back at you. Well, that's kind of like what happens with our thoughts and our words and our actions and how we treat people here and what we do um, goes out into the universe, spins, gains momentum, and then comes back and like a boomerang. And, and we'll just smack you right in the head. You don't know when it's coming or how it's coming, but it will come. So that kind of made me realize uh, <laughs> I better be the girl, keep my mouth shut, be nice and loving and compassionate and kind and those kinds of things, because that's what I want to come back to me. I don't want that, you know, that other stuff. So we kept walking. Um, and, and I was getting more knowledge as we were walking around in the garden. Um, and I, you know, like who God is, what God is, how the universe was put together. And I was just, I kept saying to God, God, you're so awesome. This is so awesome. You're so cool. And I told him, I said, you're so simple. And us human beings make you so complicated and you're not complicated at all. And I was shocked. You know, I was like, oh my gosh. 
because he was so he's not what everybody makes him out to be we'll be right back with more of the nde of sharon milliman and my special guest fred connor right after these messages Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's The Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. Please join us on the Watchman News Network. It's a video news presentation of relevant stories dealing with end time topics. Just subscribe to the Watchman on the Wall podcast on YouTube and you will instantly have access to our latest WNN report. That's the Watchman News Network exclusively found on YouTube. And we're back with special guest Fred Connor. Fred, I find it fascinating that many of these near-death experiences have similarities. I mean, today we hear about the beautiful gardens and how Sharon had a life review and met her brothers. Many of these have the same similarities. However, they're all unique in their own particular way. Yeah, I agree, Brad. And, but looking ahead uh, into the next segment, I, I listened with heightened interest to how she describes detail in the future prophecies as she, and as she has revealed them in a book that she uh, that documents them so well, uh, authored by her in 2005, and uh, which she recounts events that have since transpired, and I specifically reference COVID-19 pandemic, which she mentions. And I think this lends uh, credibility to a report and is uh, attention riveting. Yeah, but without revealing too much, I think it's best if the listeners hear her tell her own story and decide for themselves if they don't share my own fascination. Yeah, Fred, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. And I, too, look forward to hearing the rest of this story. So here now is the rest of Sharon Milliman sharing her near-death experience. As that was going on, I was looking around um, and I heard this music and there was music that was it was what I call big music, huge, big music, um, many instruments, lots of like orchestras put together, drums and pianos and stringed instruments and that kind of stuff. And I noticed that everything had a vibrational sound. The trees had a sound, the rocks had a sound, the water had a sound, um, the grass had a sound. And when you take all of those individual sounds and you put it together, you have the most magnificent choir and orchestra that you've ever heard in your life. And everything is singing praises to God. And so I was just kind of, you know, all of this stuff was happening. 
And I'm sure I was only there for a couple minutes, but it seemed like I was there for weeks and weeks and weeks because there was no time. You know, I had, there was absolutely no time. So after I heard the music, I started to, um, I, I could see like this, what I called the glorious city. And it was off in the distance a bit. And there was a wall, a golden, it was a bright wall that goes around the city. And in the middle of the city is a round building. I mean, there was lots of buildings, but there was a big round building in the center and it had a golden dome on it. And then I saw some buildings on the outskirts of the city. Like I saw a place where babies and children go and they're loved and cared for and you know they're running around and playing and having a wonderful time um and they were all different like ages and stages and so they have you know when babies and children die there is a place that they go that they're loved and cared for by their past loved ones angels whatever i saw another building that had now all these buildings are made made of like alabaster marble um, they're just beautiful and the architecture is like there's columns and archways and uh, intricate detail carved into the uh, marble and there was a, a I saw a, what I call the hall of knowledge but I don't know if that's what it's called but it was like a library and it had a bazillion books books from top to bottom uh, you know from ceiling to floor and it, it was about every subject you could possibly want to know anything about you can go in there and get one of those books and you get this knowledge and I saw um, um, another building that uh, had these beautiful healing pools like swimming pools out in the back behind it I was like oh my gosh <laughs> Um, just absolutely beautiful. The water was like living water. It was just like uh, alive. And it, it was like a spiritual hospital for people who have died like a traumatic death or suicide. And there's mentors and teachers and angels and people that are there to help um, bring these people gently to the awareness of what's happened to them. And and everything in heaven is very gentle it's it, and it's very beautiful so it, they're they're loved into wholeness you know and loved into the the understanding of what happened um and then i saw there was this one room that i saw that was absolutely magnificent it was a party room <laughs> and it had big huge chandelier and it had a guy in the corner playing this giant beautiful gorgeous piano and there was people dancing and uh, laughing and talking and um, there was a pink blush carpet on the floor and these expensive paintings on the walls and on the opposite side of where the piano was, there was a table that had this uh, expensive white linen on the tables. And then there were silver trays. And then 
um, there were flowers, huge flower arrangements and candelabras, and it was just magnificent. But there was fruits and vegetables and meats and pastries and breads and just every kind of food you could possibly want on these silver trays. There was a, the women were in these beautiful dresses of, you know, like uh, pink and purple and blue and yellow and red and 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 the flowers on the table matched their dresses. And then there were men in um, tuxes and fancy suits. And there was a butler and he walked, was walking around and he was holding a silver tray on his hand like this. And he was passing around champagne glasses. And that's uh, that's all I saw of that. I don't know what the party was, what they were doing, but it was so real and it seemed so magnificent and festive and joyful. So I saw that. Um, and then, so we're sort of in the middle of the garden by this time. And I'm just like in shock over all of it. It was so gorgeous. And um, there's a grove of trees over in the corner and by the, you know, off to the side from the, the, the wall or the city there. People have asked me what the trees were and I have no idea what they were. But Jesus walks out of the grove of trees and he comes up to me and when he does, my brothers disappear and I don't know where they went. But what he said to me was, I love you, I'm with you, and don't be afraid. And that was my first clue that I was going to be sent back, but I didn't catch it. It went over my head because I was just, you know, staring at him. And I, I, it didn't dawn on me that what he was saying was, <laughs> we're sending you back. So he was solid. Um, it wasn't just an image. Uh, he, he had the long, um, I don't know, dark colored hair. He had um, a dark olive complexion, kind of looked uh, glowy, kind of like everybody else was glowing. So he looked like he had a tan maybe on top of the darker skin. He had beautiful brown eyes. And I mean, he was breathtaking, just breathtaking. Then after, after that happened, there were two angels that came and got me and they took me to this lake. And it was like, it was so beautiful, but it was like looking in to glass. Uh, it was so calm. And so I lean over and I look into the water and I can see the earth below. And what I'm seeing, it was like a, it, it was like it was right up here in my face and I could see all these things happening. And so this was like back in 2005. And so what I was seeing is stuff that's happening now. So I, I saw future events and, um, you know, the collapse of money, um, uh, the terrorist stuff I saw. Um, I saw um, just uh, lots of things. But what the angels told, I didn't know what to do with it when I saw it all. And the angels were saying that these things don't have to happen. So I was seeing um, other terrorist attacks on the country.
I was seeing governments toppling over. I was seeing women and children being used as human shields, uh, bombings, different places. I saw a catastrophic world, um, like tsunamis. Um, I saw um, earthquakes. I saw uh, a lot of illness. Um, I did see what I'm assuming is this thing that we're going through now, because what I did, what I saw was a table. And on this side of the table were people in hazmat suits. On this side of the table were people lined up. Um, and, and they were from all over the world. They weren't just, you know, white people or whatever. They were just everywhere. And they had masks on and they were getting injections. But there was a question as to whether the injections were what they were really thought they were getting. So there was some kind of question about the injections. So I, I didn't understand that. But then when COVID hit and I started seeing people in hazmat suits and, you know, and having like, injections. Oh, yes. I thought, hmm, that had to be. I saw um, stuff like martial law, uh, riots, and I saw men in SWAT gear standing on street corners holding guns. There was another thing I saw that I, I don't know how to interpret it but it was part it looked like a human being but it really wasn't a human being it was like a robot so it was sort of like a artificial intelligence or something i called him a robocop because i remember like telling the angels I said, that's robocop <laughs> but um so i don't know very interesting what to make of all that <laughs> yes they're saying there's time to change but we have to make that change and then um, I was sent back to my body. And I'm, <laughs> um, if I was had a discussion, a conversation about whether to come back or not, it was probably not a good one. And that's why I can't remember. <laughs> Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube. Well, thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Any comments or suggestions you may have you can send to the Watchman on the Wall 2020 at gmail.com. We encourage you to subscribe so you'll always be notified of our future episodes. Well, thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast.